Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. So before all the fireworks begin and our dogs freak out, my dog won't, he's 13 and deaf, so he won't know anything that's going on. But if the ice maker starts, he hears that for some reason because he comes running to the kitchen for ice cube. So maybe he just has selective hearing. Which gets me to this point, there was this man who noticed his wife was getting hard of hearing. So he called the doctor, made an appointment to have her hearing checked. The doctor said he could see her in two weeks, but in the meanwhile, there's a simple and formal test he could do to test, to see how bad her hearing actually was. He said, here's what you do. Stand 40 feet away from her and speak in a normal conversational tone and see if she hears you. If not, go 30 feet, 20 feet, 10 feet until you get a response. He said, simple enough. So that evening, the wife goes to the kitchen. She starts making dinner and the husband's doing some other things in the house. And he makes his way to the living room. And he says to himself, I'm about 40 feet away. Let's see what happens. Honey, what's for supper? No response. So he moves 30 feet away. Honey, what's for supper? No response. 20 feet away. Honey, what's for supper? No response. Now he's very concerned. He thinks her hearing is way worse than I ever could have imagined. So he moves to the kitchen door, only 10 feet away. Honey, what's for supper? No response. So he walks up right behind her and says, Honey, dearest, what's for supper? She turns around very frustrated and says, For the fifth time, it's chicken. <laughs> so you never know what you do not hear or what you do not see. It's just a matter of perspective. And clearly his perspective was wrong and he needed to shift it. It was he who was the one hard of hearing, not her. We always overlook times in our days and our lives, just like this man overlooked everything in his life. Now I'm sure there are points within this liturgy, even in this liturgy today, that you overlook. And overlooking something such as your own hearing and thinking it is your spouse's is analogous to overlooking something we pray every single week. It's the collect. So if you grab the Book of Common Prayer, which are in front of you, the red books with the cross, turn to page 230 for me. It's probably the section of the Book of Common Prayer that doesn't have ribbons or like it's not uh, ribbed. It's not used very often, even though we use it every single week. If you look at the bottom of page 230, you'll see proper nine. I think it says like the Sunday closest to July 6th, which this would be. So together, let us pray that collect, which was the collect for this morning. Together, O oh God, you have taught us to keep all your commandments by loving you and your neighbor. Grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit that we may be devoted to you with our whole heart and united to one another with pure affection. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Now be honest, how many people knew those collects were in the Book of Common Prayer? A few, hand, a few hands. You can look at these collects every single Sunday. We pray them every week, and it's one of the prayers I think is really overlooked. 
Now, you're probably thinking, wait, he's going to preach about a collect? Yes, I am, because I think they're that important. They originated five, over 500 years ago. Thomas Cramner, the original architect of the Book of Common Prayer, wrote a lot of these collects. Now, we've adapted them a little bit with language. If you want the right one language, you go back some pages, and you'll see um, what they call traditional, which is just older language. There's collects for everything. Every single Sunday, every single feast day, there's a collect. And it's something we overlook. Just like that man overlooked, it was his hearing, not his wife's. He wasn't paying attention. I think oftentimes these collects are just overlooked and they're beautifully written prayers. Liturgy expert James Farwell said this about collects. As we approach the moment to hear the scriptures, a prayer for the day is offered in a form known as a collect. A collect normally begins in the first part with the naming of God by some attribute of action. An attribute of action. And after attributing these characteristics to God, offers a petition for God in the second part that God might do something in our own time and circumstance consistent with the attributes of the first part. So we have attributes and petitions. Every collect follows that action. Oh God, you have taught us to keep all your commandments by loving you and our neighbor. That is pretty simple. Loving God and our neighbor. When it comes down to the grindstone is what God often teaches us about how to live. Love God, love neighbor. So think of all the news that's transpired over the last month, six months, year, four, five, ten years. And as long as you keep love God and love neighbor, you can keep a lot of things in your life ordered. Even most children can understand love God, love neighbor. The second part of the collect offers the petition that God might do something in our current setting. So for this collect, on page 230, it says, Grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit that we may be devoted to you with our whole heart. Grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit, it says. Grace, grace, grace. It's always abundant. Love God with your whole heart and bring all of us together with pure affection, with love. That is the petition of this collect. We petition God to give us grace in order to fulfill God's teaching to simply love God and neighbor. What could be more simple? What could provide more depth? What could be so easy? And at the same time, sadly, what could be so hard? Often we forget about loving God and loving neighbor. And myself included, forget that, And that puts us at odds. It can be something so simple. Simple as a collect, which gives us this wonderful little appetizer. This little preview of digesting the deep message to come. Because a collect always reflect what the readings are to come. They're all connected. A reminder, in this case for proper nine to receive that grace of the Holy Spirit, to be united with one another in that pure affection. That is a takeaway, and that's going to sit with me for a while. This collect, all of one sentence, and a lot of commas, but one sentence will sit with me for a long, long time. And this particular collect strikes me because it's elegant, it's to the point, and it's the summation of so much of our Christian faith. Love God, love neighbor, pray for the grace of the Holy Spirit to do these things through Jesus Christ. 
remembering that grace is abundant and we find these times trying, but we keep the love of God and love of neighbor and the kingdom of heaven will be ever closer. So I hope now if you look at page 231, proper 10, take that proper, which is for next week. Read it this afternoon, read it tomorrow. Most places are closed. If you're not retired, you're probably off work, so you could probably spare five minutes to read this collect. Read proper 10's collect on page 231 of the Book of Common Prayer. Take it, eternalize it, pray with it, digest it, and try to see those connections that you see. See the, the petition, see the attributes, and try to apply it to your own life. And then see that connection that it goes to the readings that you'll hear. Do not overlook these wonderfully deep and powerful and significant and historical collects every single week. It's something that we often overlook, but do not overlook them. They are integral and part of our understanding. Take them with you, hold on to them and cherish them and make it perhaps like a weekly practice to read ahead of the collect. Maybe use that for your prayer for the week. Because today's, like I said, it's going to sit with me for a while. Love God, love neighbor, pray for grace through Jesus Christ. Amen.